Okay, so we are on. Uh, this is Igal Beha from the Cybersecurity Insider, and today I have with me Seth. Seth, please uh, introduce yourself to the, to, the, uh, to the people who are listening to us. Hey, I am Seth Melendez, I'm president of Wear Geek Solutions. Uh, we are an IT solutions provider. We do a lot of cybersecurity and a lot of other things like that, uh, working with clients, small businesses, uh, medium size, and I, I also have a couple of corporate clients. Um, so we deal with a lot of the issues that are pertaining to what's going on uh, to a lot of the customers. <clears throat> okay, perfect. Thank you, Seth. So today, again, for the people who are joining us, we are going to talk about the recent events, the cyber events that happened, uh, I guess, the past week and earlier um, the previous week, uh, talking about FireEye and recently with the bridge to SolarWinds. Uh, also, Microsoft has a malicious code. They found the malicious uh, software on their systems, uh, including the um, the national nuclear, I think, something. They had the, right. a bridge. So all of those are coming now to one point in time that we need to have some, some sort of discussion here. And that's why Seth is here, because, you know, I can pick my brain but maybe it's not enough and I need you, Seth, here to come and, and uh, plug in your ideas. So I know sometimes we don't, we disagree, which is- excellent. Which is great. I yes. think which is great. We do disagree yes. and which is great because yes. we always come up to, uh, I always respect your, and, and I take that as an honor that you would want me here uh, because I respect your, your technical ability that you are willing to always listen. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and we, need, we need to be open to listen right. and, and try to- gather all the information. So uh, I gather here all the uh, CISA. Um, yeah, we're uh, getting tons of those things. Yes, and, <laughs> and all those alerts. And, and I think I got it because I think this is will help us to guide us through this conversation mm -hmm. and, and understand uh, what happened and how we can uh, help our customers and help our listeners, whoever is listening to us. Um, to gain a little bit more visibility and understand the, the events and how we can um, help our customers and everybody else. So let's get started. Uh, I think we should we should talk about, uh, I don't know, Orion, the solar winds, or you want to start yeah. with uh, FireEye and, you know, get along. Well, what happened is, is a lot of people are noticing, and, and we're still getting information. We, we don't know all the details. You know, there's a postmortem going on, you know, and, and any company, when there's some type of outage or incident, they go through with these postmortem reviews or post-outage reviews. And right now, FireEye uh, is, doing, is doing a postmortem on this incident, and they're going through the motions and checking everything out, and, and I give it to them. Um, I got to give them kudos because uh, while they are a vendor, they were also a victim because one of their subcontractors or vendor partners or, you know, software uh, companies that they utilized was compromised. And in a sense, it, it allowed it, it made them look like idiots. They're standing there with pie on their face <coughs> or egg on their face because they picked a, a software company who turned out and had internal lack security and screwed them. Um, and so yet to their credit, they said, we're going to investigate this as if we're the victims out there or our client We're and whatever we find and whatever dirt comes out, we have to live with it. We have to investigate ourselves. And they isolated their, they siloed their, uh, their team that's doing this postmortem away from the rest of the company. So if they find something. They're going to report it, and they have been. And I give them kudos. We'll hear nothing from SolarWinds. We hear a couple of little press releases, but nothing in the sense of what they're doing, how they're doing it, what happened. We're hearing nothing. Uh, yet right. FireEye is out there putting out information. And it could hurt them, you know, because these are their direct clients. <laughs> and SolarWinds has hurt a lot of vendors in that sense. So a lot of government vendors uh, installed this software and now they've been breached uh, or there's a potential for a major breach. We all know that the companies that have this software and had this update was there. So you walk in the door, let's give it an analogy. You walk in your house, you don't see a burglar, you don't see anything missing, but you see this burglar had a cup of water and his gloves are sit sitting there. 
<laughs> right, and, and, <laughs> you know? and not not only government uh, bodies are involved. Corporations, in China, corporations. They're yeah, actually four hundred of the five hundred. They are talking about eighteen thousand customers yeah. accounts yeah. that will breach. So thirty-three. It's no, thirty-three thousand. No, 18, 18 were breaching 30,000 of them. It's 33,000 of oh. the, the ones that had solar winds. Oh, yes. I'm talking about so solar winds. So solar winds, right. I, I know that the recent number that I saw was 18,000. I guess right. the number has changed. Well, no, they have 33,000 customers that had solar winds. 18,000 oh. of them definitely had that update yes. and have what they've since had this breach on them. Yeah. So the, the, so so let, let's let's talk about the Orion platform. So uh <coughs> So it affects our own platform 2019.4.2020.2.RC1.2020.2.RC2.2022.2022.2020.2HF1. And they give all the versions here. I, I want to get, get to those details. So it, it definitely affects all those platforms now. What Orion does, and I think this is a, we should, we should uh, talk this about a little bit. What is Orion platform? So SolarWinds, it's a, it's, a, it's a company with a, uh, a suit of uh, applications that allow enterprise to manage their network in terms of uh, traffic, uh, monitoring CPU, memory utilization, anything that goes. If you, if you think about this, SolarWinds is like making sure that it's like a plumber, right? That you call and you make sure the pipes are open and you have a perfect flow of water or, or sewage or whatever it is, and they are monitoring those activities. So just to make sure that everything is run smoothly. Now, besides those uh, uh, things that you can do with Orion platform, you can also do configuration management. They have different assessment tools that are using also for security. Um, they have a full suite of, of, uh, of solutions out there. Uh, so definitely this is, can go even deeper. Uh, mm -hmm. Not only affecting just the uh, monitoring the Orion platform monitoring tools, uh, and of course not only monitoring, but you can also take an action on on monitoring. So, so it's two things that you can do with that, uh, and therefore it's it's very important to understand. So, if you are using Orion platform, and I'm sure you know that you need to do certain things, you need to disable the services, uninstall the services right away, uninstall the software. Uh, reinstall uh, Windows, rebuild those machines from scratch. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a hard job for anybody to come and, and uh, rebuild everything because this is the best recommendation. I mean, if you have backups before the update, maybe you want to consider uh, restoring for images from older versions before those updates. Uh, you can see those versions uh, with SolarWinds website, they, they, they have uh, the information there. So you can maybe restore from an older image to that point and then update the system with whatever updates, if this is gonna save you some time. I don't know. I would take the long road, rebuild everything without installing SolarWinds until we know that they have a stable uh, release uh, with no vulnerabilities whatsoever. I mean, as far as they can, they can tell. Well, here's the problem. Here's an issue with that. And it's just to play devil's advocate to what you just said is, is we know that this uh, issue has been going on for at least six months. Right. So Since do, months. does anyone have that? So it's right. So does anybody have backups that go far that, that far back? Right. And that's what I said. If you have those backups prior March, you should use them. If you don't, the best way is just to rebuild. Right. the system but also now again we had the discussion earlier uh and anybody you should go now and and check and do and we said we need to go to the basic security now yes go back to basics and basics and what are the basics what the basics look like and we did an internal re internal review after those incidents especially with fire and said okay what can we do in order to first protect our network and also, by, because we are also supply chain, if you think about it, we, we mm -hmm. are also supply chain to our customers because we have either direct connection to them through VPN or through another way or another method or if we're monitoring them through our agent, somebody can have the ability to penetrate the, the network using our agents. Now we are, we are now in trouble, right? 
I mean, we're using third-party vendors in order to provide those services, not to say that the fault will be on us, but still we need to do our due diligence here and make sure that we, we do the right things. Uh, so first, change the passwords. Yeah, to- change all your passwords, especially your admin passwords. 30 characters, separation of duties. I know a lot of guys, what they do, they have an administrator account, let's say with the Office 365 and has a global admin, but also they're using this this account as as the email address. So this is the no-no. You need to separate the two. The global admin should be with no email, no subscription, and just to manage your Office 365 tenant. And then you have another account for the email account, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you, what do well, you ta- what's your take on this? Yeah, it, when I worked in one of the major corporations years ago, uh, they separated your standard <coughs> account to your admin account. You couldn't, you know, your machine, your local machine had your standard local account, um, it, and it was just a regular user. And when we needed to go somewhere, we were remote in, we would remote using an admin account. So you couldn't use it. You couldn't log into that server. You had no rights. You had no ability. And I think people need to start the Like we said, the separate, the big, the, the basics are separating. Even if you're a one man shop, um, if you're, you know, cause people go, Oh, well, I'm an IT guy. I'm, I'm the only guy here. Well, what you want to do is, is, is even protect yourself from yourself is, is yes. you separate, you separate the duties in a sense, you log into your machine, that machine and your, your account should not have that admin access. Right. And, it's, and, it's and when you is... go remote to the other machines, th- then there should be an admin access account that is not on and cannot connect to those other machines. Exactly. And this is a or funny to the story. rest of the network. So there's a funny story I want to mention here uh, with my wife. I gave her a laptop. I said, well, you have an account and then she wanted to install something. She said, well, I need the admin password because I want to install. I said, no password, honey. You're not an admin. You cannot get the password. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm, I'm on the computer. I need to know the admin password. I said, no, let me know what are you installing. So this is exactly, uh, I wanted to mention it. And she said, remember you took the admin rights from me? I said, yes, for a reason. Not because I don't trust you, but you, make, you can make a mistake. I, by the way, it took me a time to educate her how to spot uh, a, a SMS messages that are spam. Right. Or emails, she said, and now she sent me, this is probably a spam, right? And I said, yeah, this is a spam. Don't use it. So you, yeah, can, and, educate, and you can educate people, yes. And education is great. I, I also think we have to protect ourselves from our own devices, our own hubris, our own, you know, and, and, and our own stupidity. We all go through it. We were joking about it today, you know, right. uh, with me and, you know, not liking the waiting room. And it's like, you lazy or, you, you know, and so like, like in the waiting room on, on uh, Zoom, uh, <laughs> where it is, a, it is a security step. I prefer to deal with monitoring and managing. Like what's his name said, I'm the person that likes to believe in remediation and 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 restoring. I think that that's just one methodology. But uh, one of the things in which I've done is, and I've done it for clients, and and it has been done from other things, other clients that I like that methodology is when you were saying I want to install something, so you can cr- create a install repository where they can install only from that you've already validated. You know, there's multiple ways to do that where they can install software. They can have a software library where things are there and then they can install it. Small businesses can do that very, very simply and reasonable cost. It allows you, it makes sure that everybody's coming in with a, with a USB plugging it in and installing things or they're grabbing a CD yeah, but still, if, if going to the repository uh, uh, application that you can install and you validate that they are, they are safe, but still, you need to have a permission. Uh, right, there still should be validation. No, you need still to have the, the account that has the ability to install the software. So you can create another account, let's say domain account that has the admin rights, and then you give them that permission and then you change the password. So it's a one time that they install the software 
and then you take that from them if this is possible i don't know everybody's different uh right you could do that manually but there are software repository for you know i know microsoft does it through their store obviously people the, the general public will understand it because microsoft does it through their microsoft store you have the google store you have apple store they validated and gave you a mechanism to install there are softwares out there that let you do that internally and so you can get that and now it's validated and it automatically installs with specific rights you you if if a secretary wants to get access to a financial app, she has no business getting that. She won't have the rights to install that. But if she needed, you know, a WinZip, then it would install that for her. She would go in there and request it. And then it would, somebody can validate that and say yes, no. Or you could already have the rights there. And then the person would click on it and it would automatically install. Or it would say, no, you don't have rights. Go and then send an email out to Joe so that he can say yes or no to them. Um, there are met, there is a step. There's an automated step in the middle for that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That, that, that's a, yeah, that, this is a good idea how to look at things, which which is you know we, we can accept it. So I want to switch gears now and and talk about this. Uh, um, who was it? Who did it? Uh, and, well, and everybody fingers are pointed towards the Russians. Yeah, they're pointing Russia now. They mentioned China. Uh, right. We don't know who did it. Could have been both of them together. Yeah, well, now, <laughs> what I want to talk about is, uh, you know, they can, uh, what the adversaries did, they, they can use an IEP that is actually on the home country. So it doesn't matter if you, if you say, okay, I'll know the IP, but the IP is actually can be on the US IP, right? Right. And you yeah. will know. And all that can be spoofed. Yeah, it can be spoofed, right. exactly. All that can be so, spoofed. So everybody's saying it's the Russians. It could be the Chinese. It could be exactly. the Iranians. It, it could it be, be any of a thousand small countries that have funded these operations through intermediary funding these hacker groups or have created their own internal hacker groups to do these things. So it could be a thousand of them. And they blame, oh, yeah, we're going to blame the Russians. You know? Yes, and, and I think, well, to some extent, uh, uh, I mean, Congress now is asking questions and say, okay, who did it? And because now they want to be more active about it. They want to maybe impose yeah. some limitations on them. But this is, this is one aspect that I don't know if it's really important now. No, I it's think not. It's, it, it might be important later on, but I think now we need to see what we can do in order to prevent it or at least minimize the, the, the exposure and minimize the, the, uh, this uh, outcome. Because obviously something is broken here and we need to look at what is broken. And Yeah, and there's a lot of broken things. And knowing who the burglar is, it, the knowing who the burglar is, is for justice and punishment later. So if, if it's the Russians or the Chinese, it doesn't really matter when it comes to how do we resolve this or protect our customers on the down, you know, down the line. And so who it is really makes no difference what they did and and what was compromised or how they compromised it or they and, and sometimes it's not even compromised some people left the door open for them <laughs> and that's right. the biggest things is right. if those people didn't leave the door open for them how much harder would have been for them to get in right so let's uh, let's uh, talk about some some takeaways here so Apparently, and, and we know this already because you know this breach was happened since March, maybe it was even earlier. Uh, right. And I'm assuming that this is, was the case, maybe it was even months before and maybe years, like the OMB, the OMB was years over there. So, right. so now, so the, if, it's, if it's a nation state and everybody says it's a nation state and we, we have any reason to believe that it was a nation state because every the time they have the funds, they can stay there for longer time, they can right. continue and develop and how you say, you need two hours to uh, uh, to take a how you say to take a, an axe and 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 uh, how you say it in English I forget the word that you make it sharp sharpening the sharpening it well you have two hours and right to hone it you, and then you take one 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 hour you take the entire uh, forest so they have the time right they can do it they don't have a problem they're not limited with resources. And based on what the pay, based on what the we we've that FireEyes put out on on the communication, all this, there was a level of patience they have not seen ever in in Russia and China. This was a level of patience of collecting small bits of data to put themselves in. Wait two weeks before it even communicated out that it was in. 
you right. know? And, and this is something that I want to bring because a lot of uh, uh, engagements that we do with customers like in penetration testing area, they give you very limited entry point. They said, okay, penetrate this website. But you say, well, mm -hmm. you know, there's no point penetrating this website. There's better way how to get into a customer right. site. Why, why to penetrate? I mean, we can do this. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe we'll find something, it, it, maybe not. So if somebody broke into my website, they wouldn't get anything from me because it's not in my building. It's not, you know, it's not anywhere near me. Yeah, but the problem is, here's the thing. Even if they penetrated to your website and they planted something on your website, a hostile code, malicious code, and you view that page, that malicious code will infect me. So you have it could to infect you. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm saying, I'm saying, on for me as an age, as a person, yes, as, when as, you're, if you're, if you, if you were to do a, a pen testing on somebody's website, and they say, well, we're just making sure it's not going to affect us. Yeah, it may affect their customer, but technically, it's not going to affect them directly. So, for not, you to pen the test data. them. Yes, not, right. not, you may not be able to data. you may be able to pen test a, a more efficient or effective one, maybe to pen test their network and, right. you know, see if you can get in, right. see if their VPN is set up properly, make sure that would be more effective for them and probably more cost effective for them than you penetrating a website. You know, I think what we see now is a change in in the way the uh, the threat, the threat landscape, meaning instead of going directly to a target, you know, so let's say you let's say you want to get to a target. So instead of going from A B, from a, point A to point A to point B, I'll go to point D, and then well, maybe through something D, I've been talking about for years. Yes, and this is a supply chain that we all keep talking about this, and this is the new. I would say to say new, but this is this is the the, the next level. I would say. Yeah, it, this is, but this is something they've done. The Russians, the when it comes to intelligence, they've been doing this for a while. They've been been able to to attack a supply chain or attack uh, whatever support chain, connective chain that you could. If they wanted to get into an embassy, they'd go to find a maid. If they wanted, you know, what I mean. They've been doing this type of stuff forever. They just transposed it to the technological world. These methodologies are not new to people who work in intelligence. And right. anyone who's right. worked in, if you work with police, you know, there are robbery crews that watch everyone and then they, they compromise one dude, you know, the loose, there's a, you know, if everybody watched that whole Henry Hill movie, when they, they, they compromised, they, they stole the money from Lufthansa, which at the time was one of the biggest uh, thefts, they compromised security. These guys owed gambling debts and they paid their debts back by compromise. Or at least one of them did, you know, so that was a way they compromised people by, OK, what do you have that you can give us? And so this isn't new for criminal organizations and intelligence agencies. Somehow the IT infrastructure and IT security has been unaware of not been thinking about it because I wrote about this two years ago about this, the, the, the supply chain hacks or supply chain uh, vulnerabilities because you could secure the same thing with Fire. FireEye is one of the premier companies in the world, right? They're the Yankees. They're the top of the heap. Yet they were compromised by a company that they, they brought on that had lack security. And so you could do everything right but it's one of your vendors that can screw you or one of your customers or, you know, one of your, 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 your uh, subcontractors or things like that, that can get you screwed, yes, you know, yes. and that's what we're seeing. Yes. Yeah. So you, you can, you can sit there and do everything right. But what I, what we, what I think we're missing in this is that I think we skip, we put too much trust. And I think one of the things that we came out of there is trust, but verify, you know, <laughs> and we have to validate everything. We have to start, want, you know, Zero trust. It's called yeah, zero trust. it goes back to it. If you bring a third party in, then if they're doing something, we have to validate. If if you bring a network software in, a network monitoring software, and it's it's doing its job, that network monitoring software should have the 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 the, the least amount of of access for it to do its job. It should not have access. I think uh, Michael, one of the guys we were talking with earlier, had said it should just do monitoring. It shouldn't do remediation. Something else should do remediation. But well, even I monitoring is dangerous enough because it can pull in data and information that can comp compromise you. Look, how you collect that? Are you using SNMP? One of the ways. Or you're using WMI. One of the ways, right. 
Yes, or WMMI right. on Windows environment, or SNP, any device is using SNP protocol in order right. to collect data, but also to control devices. What can you do? You need a way how to. So I don't know how that it's going to be so. Uh, how should they say it? Uh, if it's even possible to separate all those things. True. However, because certain, certain protocols say, are very easy to yeah, manipulate. Well, how, uh, what I would say, however, is to have the monitoring still, but have some, some, somebody, okay, verify those actions and verify those tools and verify. Now it means now they get need to spend more money, more right. tools in order to do that, which I don't know if anybody can, can afford that. I mean, this uh, right. uh, uh, COVID-19 things that is going on now, this pandemic, I don't know if people will be able to do that because people yeah. are not not there and they are not on site, which is again, this brings another another problem because remember everybody now home. So now what is the easy way to get in? What is the easy way? What is the soft target now that we have? Home? The people, I always think it's the people, I always believe, like I say, it's it's two reasons. If we're thinking about the risk surface, the technology, the, the people and the culture, it's always going to be the people in the culture that fail you. Because exactly what we're finding out, technology can fail us in different ways. The, right. the front door lock can be broken in. You can get somebody to break your, pick your locks, right? Yeah. But everybody has a door on their house, right? Because we believe in layers. And I think that's where we got away with this. I think we've all forgotten to keep the layers up, but that trip people up or trip that can trip up the the, the, the infectors. Uh, I think I think with the, what's it's called uh, layered security. This is what you refer uh -huh. to the onion approach. Yeah. You have different layers around mm -hmm. your data and and around your devices. So now you can protect whatever it needs to be protected, but also put the def defense mechanisms, but also have the detection uh -huh. mechanism inside. Right. But also now we we had also another thing that we need to think about is remediation or recovery right. process, like having right. backups in different places. Right. So, right. And that's one of the methodologies I believe in when I, when I did my website, I really don't care if somebody gets in and, my, and, and tries to put something or do something. My, my biggest thing is, is that I have that ready to go. We have that ability to monitor and detect that. But if they do something like that, I can recover quickly. I don't have to wait. And then I can figure out looking at my logs, who might have been affected or who might have been, you know, suspect to that, you know, subjected to that. So uh, it's know, that met methodology right. is what we want to go through is how do we recover for something quickly? Right. And test that ability to recover quickly. This is another right. piece. So you can have the best plans. You can do all those things, but you need to uh, do a play and play and see, okay, let's see how it works, what it means. And there's different ways how to do it. You can, walk through the plan and do step-by-step step and see how it goes and then make the changes and then test it in real world scenario and see how you can recover. So let's say you infect yourself with a ransomware, how long it takes you to recover a certain amount of systems or one system or two or five or right. systems and see how right. it goes, right? Or, but nobody also, wants to, but that's cost money to do that testing. Yes. It costs money and some and some IT firms. If you if we if we just we're not even gonna talk about the big guys, let's talk about uh, a 30 man shop with one IT guy. Are they going to give this person money to do overtime for them to test or take things offline so that they can do this type of testing? A lot of places won't do it. I don't know what to tell you, but this is this is right. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying the realities of it yes, is uh, yes, this is awesome. I don't, you know, and we were trying to be honest to anyone who's watching is, right. is if you don't take that per, if you're willing to accept that risk, understand that you become part of the problem. Right. If, if, if you, if you, if you, if you understand, okay, I'm good with not testing because one of the, ver you know, one of the things that we talked about today, and I think I mentioned it earlier is who has backups for a year. I just looked at mine. I was just actually looking at mine. I happen to have data. I looked at mine. I have data from, from nine months ago. So I have a backup of one of my desktops from nine months ago. So I can recover prior to what we believe is this, uh, this breach, uh, but not everybody does that. And I, I, I have local data here and then I have, have data in, in the cloud. So you can, you know, so that's two ways to look at it. Some people have it locally, but if like one of the guys say, if you get a ransomware, <clears throat> the first thing it's going to attack is your backup. 
I, I say I mention it. Yes, they, they're gonna, right. They're going to take the backups. Yes, exactly. Right. And so if you have your data archived offline somewhere, then you're safe. You can still recover, and that's part of what we're talking about. So right. if there's a breach, we no one can pr pr promise you that you'll never be breached. We can do the best we can if you follow the basics, not only of prevention but of recovery. What we're having is people doing piecemeal prevention. And they're doing no recovery, remediation and recovery. Right. And so uh, I think uh, there has to be a balance between the two now. Right. Uh, yeah. You, you need to invest more on the recovery right. and response. Uh, right. Because, you know, if you look at the, the, the other pieces, a lot of emphasis are putting on, let's say, firewalls and antivirus solutions, but actually they're not talking about, okay, about the detection and then about the response. Most of the money budget goes to those areas but right. not, and barely nothing goes to the detection pieces and also the remediation piece this is the kind of a, a right and, and and the thing about a lot of these uh when and i know me and you've always debated uh antiviruses uh and i agree i've, I've come to your side and i'll oh. but there's a, <laughs> there's a there's a there's an asterisk to that i've come to your oh, side no 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 leave the footnote out of the picture please no no but there it, i agree with you that it is useless it is that antiviruses are useless up to a point. I do believe that with like this situation, once you do know, it can find, it can go out and find the known. So when right now we're talking about prevention, we're talking about the known, the majority of the people, you know, zero day, as we call it, things that we don't know about, the, the guys out there, the 1% the in the world that can go and find a hole and exploit it you know, we're not worried about them. We're worried about the 98%, 99%. And, and if we know of a virus or if one of these security companies, which they're really pretty, pretty doing pretty quickly lately, especially now that we've gotten a lot of companies coming on with their own socks already involved and they're doing a lot of AI, they're reacting pretty quickly and getting the, 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 the solution to the malware or the antivirus, to at least the detection, the heuristics, they're finding them, boom, putting them out within hours of these things now. Uh, and that's I all I would like. I have bad news for you. Also, heuristic is also, is also old news. Heuristic. Uh, but, but, not, but heuristics but heuristics is one aspect. We're still talking about yeah, action. Yeah, sure. yeah right, right. You know, uh, so they're finding them. They're finding That's how they fire. I found this. Fire didn't find it because something detected it. Fire, I found it because they saw anomalies within their own software. They they found anomalies and well, they started I, investigating. I, I don't know. I don't know what they what 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 the signs that they saw. Uh, right. I'm I'm assuming that they saw some some mysterious traffic network traffic. That's right. Un, Something un, caught their eye. Unexplained network traffic. Going right. And, but even but remember, a lot of this a lot of this was disguised as analytic data. Something right. looked out of the ordinary, and whether it was AI or a technician, there was something in place to say. This looks weird. Something's not right about this. And whether it was an AI that alerted to technician to look into it, or it was a technician that looked into it, something got, you know, and that's how they were able to now start investigating and then go, oh man, we got breached or right. there's a problem here. So my thing with the antivirus, and that's the, I agree with you. If, if you just trust that you're going to, you're going to always lose. I don't believe, do should people just get rid of all the antivirus? No, just like we don't get rid of all the front doors and the locks. I think we need to have a layered approach. That is one layer of, and if you're keeping it updated and you're keeping it up to, you know, you're making sure that it's, it's monitoring what it needs to monitor and it's doing what it needs to do, then I think it's a great tool. It's just one tool. Yes, it's Not one tool. But all your tools. People put all their trust in it. Yes, that, that, that's, that's, that's one thing that I want people who are listening to our, this podcast, the te one takeaway, you can't trust your antivirus. I'll give you uh, all a, a, a simple story. Right. Can't trust it at all. Yes. So about two weeks ago, uh, we, and now we're in the process moving our customers from, uh, from Sophus uh, solution. And because we saw that this uh, solution can detect even the known threats. This is something that it's really bothered me a lot. And I said, wait, wait a minute, it's supposed to detect it, but it doesn't detect it. So what are the, the mitigation, what we can do? And then we slowly take them out from the surface and we stole different solution. 
uh, with all that combat with our services, our monitoring services. And so this customer was right. once we finished, we finished the, the, the deployment and we started sending alerts, security alerts, security alerts. So the customer sent me an email one day and said, wait a minute, the, the entire three years that we used this software, we never got so many alerts. What happened? That's the email. I can show you the email. He said, what happened? I said, that, uh, that's right. a question. Because the Sophos right. or any kind of company that is out there that you say anti-AV solution, right? They're using the detection engine is signature based and can't look at other right. types of activity like communication, IP addresses, ports, right. processes, registry changes, changes to files. Those solutions are completely blind because they don't care. They only look about signatures. Well, that, that's why a lot of companies are moving to the seams, the SIEMs, the, the, the security software that is now backed up by AI. And so the endpoint protection is one. Hold on. Let me stop this. Getting a call, it's gonna disconnect. So one of the the the, the software is out there. I know Chat Foratris and a few of them that I've I've uh, actually enjoy working with them is that they are now looking at your machine for they're looking not only looking at it for heuristics, they're looking at habits. Each and every person that you put that in, it starts looking at your habits, looking at what you do. If you do nothing past five o'clock, and all of a sudden one day you start working on things at seven eight o'clock at night it will now register an alert because it looks at your habit. And so it, it starts looking, the AI starts looking at all your tendencies, your habits. It starts collecting that data and gets a better picture of that particular desktop. It's, and not, that user. It, it, it's not necessarily AI. It's more about ML machine learning than, than AI. Uh, but the well, way yeah, it, but right. But the, the same, but each, right. But that it, I'm talking to AI in the back. I'm talking right, about the right. AI in the back of yes, all this, yes. but yes. so the, the they, same... they, they live, it works on the certain principles and right. then it, then it, it, it makes these alerts and it passes along to something else that will look into it more and more and more till it hits the point where it hits a person in the right. stock center. And then that right. person will now do more investigation and then now alert you, Hey, we found a problem. What do you want us to do? Well, I, I, I have, and I have so I think that is now a new solution. Okay. So I have another okay, surprise sorry. for you. I have a surprise for you. Are you listening to my surprise? It's the same as like I'm me. listening to you. Wait, I am holding on, waiting for it. <laughs> okay, that, that's why I smiled earlier. When you said "sim," I smiled right away. So why did I smile? So "sim" it's a good way to correlate data, right? To see, let's say, uh -huh. if you if there is an IP accessing this this uh, this uh, uh, asset, and then the same IP is accessing this asset, or I see different activities that I can call it and, and say, okay, this is the common, common ground for those activities. I can draw a line or say, oh, something is happening. This is useless right. already. I'm telling you why. So one of the assumptions that we make, we say, okay, it's not a question when you're going to be hacked, uh, right? It's not if you're going to be hacked, right? They say, when? I say, no, it's all about when. I say, Imagine that you are already hacked. Now think about this. I know that I'm hacked. I'm thinking this is to change my perspective and say, I know I'm hacked. I'm hacked. Now what? And this is, brings me to the next level, which is called threat hunting. You need now to go actively and look for those threats, for those signs, for those. So for instance, for all this information that we are gathering, we now can take that, extract that, and use it to search for those activities for our customers. And this is something that we should look in because threat hunt, this is the way to go the next level because all those scenes and all right, those- Right, and then that's just, a, that's, but- It's, it's old news, that, that's what I well, want to say. Well, there's a difference between, right, well, well, what I'm saying is, is, is that what I'm looking at this way is when I see these things are by itself, you know, into the, the scene by itself. And I remember I did a lot of SCOM and we did, and, and we used to do a lot of event uh, alerting and things like that. And we would get inundated and you'd get so much stuff in your emails. You couldn't keep up. We used to do a lot of data center 
uh, management and, and maintenance and things like that. And it just was a mess. And even with software like SCOM and all that, there was so much that was coming at us. It was ridiculous. So as a person, you couldn't look at everything. But now, you know, you could look at certain things. The, the antivirus is looking at one thing. The seam is looking at another. In the back, you have your threat protection going out and looking for specific things that it knows about. And it is learning on things that it may not know about. Hey, this thing and this thing and this thing just happened. I don't know what that is. And it moves it to another type of setup that is going to, whether it's a human or it's going to look at maybe put it into, the scene will dump it into a threat hunter, which will look at it more closely. And that's what I'm talking about is these are the type of layers that I'm saying. I was looking at, I was actually had a discussion with the guys from Chat Fortress and they were saying that they, uh, that each of these events now, someone is looking at them right now. If, if, if we gave you software to look at, you would most times there'd be so many alerts. It's ridiculous. Minor, major, wouldn't even know what to do with it. But if you put this type of product in front of it, it will look at your antivirus. It will look at everything that it has access to and say, hey, this is something that is an anomaly and alert the user or alert the, the engineer that can now look into this and turn it off or say, okay, we're just going to monitor. We don't know what that means. It only happened once. Let's just keep an eye on it from now on. And our threat detector now has that pattern and it's going to start looking for it everywhere and looking in the past at the logs to see what this is. And so I think that's where you're talking. You're muted. I think that's the future of what you're talking about is using the AI and just, just uh, this um this uh, program machine learning machine learning and i think a lot of these guys are putting that into these seams yes and maybe i'm using are. the wrong the, term for it yes right they, and they chat fortress is one of the ones that i know and there's another company i can't think of their name right now that they're at the forefront of doing this and they're Splunk. doing it in the background with ai plus plank they, they do it they, they, they provide right this, uh, with uh, with analytics also coalition but also they do uh, machine learning but there's other companies that do the, the same thing and, and for those who don't know, uh, even I had to look it up. I always forget the acronym, but a SEAM is a security event and incident management tool. It's looking at things and then it's just giving alerts at thresholds or things that happen. I, I, CPU, I would say, most, I, would just, I would just summarize it with the correlation. Okay. Event, event right. correlation. That, that's what I was. Uh, right. And it's just giving it, it's looking at not only just the alerts, it's looking at patterns of things and saying, hey, if this happens and this happens, you know, send a whistle up. But right. with the AI, now it's a little bit more personal because you can look at the pattern of the person as a variable. Um, so, but, and then these services aren't that expensive. Right now, I was looking at it to add it to customers and to provide this stuff to customers. And it's just like another two, three dollars a month for them. Okay. Yeah. But, well, it, it depends. Depends on 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 the solution. Depends on the, on the company. Different. Right. Depends but on many even things. then, some of them are not more than ten dollars. So right. if if a customer drops another ten dollars a a device and they want more peace of mind, then I would say that's the way you can get peace of mind because it's not just waiting for one person to notice something. You have a computer twenty four hours a day looking at your each and every one of your computers on your network. Right. You you wanna you wanna be aided by uh, uh you you wanna have you have you wanna have those tools uh, to automate some of the stuff and then you need to have a human right. one of these and then and it's those a details. person yes. on the other end of it too. Yes, exactly. So don't don't forget that which is also a very mm. important piece. One of us is Yeah. Can you hear me? Right. Yes, your your internet yeah, you. connection your internet connection is not exactly the best. It shows me that it's not good. It shows yellow and then red, and then yeah, your freezes. Well, like your freezes. Now you're okay. Yeah, I saw that on my end with yours because I'm not. Yeah, I'm not getting. I got 400 by 400. I'm not even using one percent, so I don't know. It could be okay. uh, Zoom for now. Okay, it could be Zoom. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the, the next item. Okay, so now in the supply chain, we mentioned it earlier, uh, we talked about uh, certificates, right? Because SolarWinds, apparently, yes, yeah, SolarWinds, DLLs, uh, which is DLLs, it's a basically a program, uh, and was signed by uh, a certificate authority that says, so a certificate authority it's a it's a, an organization that gives you a certificate that says, okay, we verify, validated this business. It's a valid business. It's a valid software that can be used. 
And right. those, those adversaries apparently were able to uh, have the certificate or sign this. Uh, we don't know either uh, SolarWinds uh, use those DLS um, and, and certify them with the, with the certificate authority or the adversary did it for them. We don't know the still those things are again this right. is again to so to so uh, just so the people who are lay the lay people the analogy is like when you go to DocuSign. The, the purpose of the certificate is to for me as a company I go out and get these certificates so I get this whole setup so that when I create a, a a a file or anything pertaining to a software that software is now signed by me and my people and we're validating and we're saying yes this file is legit we created it right and so then I, I think now. I, I think this is goes well with the notary public when you go with right. by yourself. This is right. a notary public, right? And in, in in the modern world, when you go to digital, when you go to DocuSign, you go in there. It creates these, you know, the, the this like GUID or this algorithm of numbers. When you sign a document, it sends it off. It has a a, a fake signature there, but underneath it, it has this code that re, re, goes back. To Okay, I think the company's law that I can never say someone else did it. Okay, yeah, you you're breaking out. Uh, we will also your last last sentence. Well, right. Well, I was just saying that it's the whole purpose of uh, this type of thing is is that it's validated by a company that now they're taking the onus and saying that file is legit based on us. So v validated. Uh, so that's probably. the whole purpose of the. Right. right. So that's the whole purpose of the certificate. And supposedly the files that went out to the world were had a digital signature and, and it came. It's a digital signature through from Microsoft because it's their Microsoft digital signature, the localized one. So which is also backed by a certificate from a third party. But Microsoft hasn't said or anyone hasn't said that they were compromised. So either it had to be internal or that somehow they spoofed this and nobody knows about it. Uh, and so I want to bring another 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 thing. If you remember, Microsoft had the another vulnerability that allowed to uh, I forget the name. Ah, the net logon. If you remember remember that uh, that uh, vulnerability, and this is allows basically uh -huh. from to move from one one endpoint to another endpoint because you have this vulnerability or the EtherBlue, whatever is out there. That once you have a foothold in in the environment, now you can move. From one system to another system to another system because you didn't patch your systems. So, guys, I suggest you to go and do the basic. The basic, one of the basic is to make sure that you are patching patch your, your system. system. And I would say religiously. Okay, so I, I want to let's say uh, continue with. Uh, and, 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 and just so we understand and make sure we can clarify this, we're not just talking about OS patching. We're talking about uh, application patching too, and drivers. So because those are how, those three can open up major volts and vulnerabilities, right? But sometimes you say everything, and people don't understand what everything is, you know, right. and they purposely don't want to understand it. Everything right. means application, drivers, and OS. You know what I mean? We just want to make sure people are not misunderstanding purposely. They don't want to hear what we're saying. You know, they want they don't want to scare their employees. But the reality is, is OS, application, and drivers. And that's why I said it three and, times. Can't and, deny I said it. And and updates to the firmware. Don't forget that. At, right. And that's why I was saying BIOS and the firmware. Updates. Usually drivers and firmware in the same, but right. Well, yeah, so we want to add device, that too. Let's add the fourth one. When you said drivers, right. but device drivers. And I meant to go to even to the hardware level. Right, so device right. drivers, right. Right. Okay. Right, yeah, so, even then too. So good. Yeah. So now I want to touch touch on that and for okay, so you know, people still listening said, okay, what should we do now in order to reduce the exposure, right, to, to father or, or let's say, so as you said earlier, it's not when it's to consider that I'm already hacked, what can I do now in order to uh, stop the bleeding? I would use that term to stop the bleeding. Uh, well, what 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 you would be your 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 steps? Huh? you know, let, let's list uh, those uh, steps together. Um, if 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 you're if you think you're compromised, it's like if you come home and you thought the burglar got in. You see signs of burglar got in. 
then it's you got to close everything down. You got to shut it down, meaning you, you all your computers have to be pulled off the network. Everything, you know, at least, you know, for that day or two till we get this thing resolved, it's going to cost you money. But the biggest thing is if you think you compromised, shut it down. And then, like you had mentioned earlier, I think the first thing is, is to go through each and every computer and redo them all. Right. I, I think I would, you have I to would wipe just, them out and start again because we don't know if they're compromised on each and every computer. I, I would just remove the uh, the, the software agents out of the way. I, I would. Can you hear me? Yeah. So I'm I'm yeah. saying you would just yeah well, yeah yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm saying remove the agents right away. Just uninstall them right away. Yeah. And the next step is uh, is probably uh, to rebuild the systems. You know. Okay. So uh, I think, I and, think and also reset every one of your hardware and don't forget resetting the hardware. Cause if Bye. you're going to rebuild every machine, if you have a router, we don't know if they got into the router, reset the router back to factory <laughs> and start again. Oh, you, you might do that. But also I, I would, if we're talking about firewalls, for instance, make sure to change the admin passwords, all the passwords um, on the entire system, right. even active directory. You need to look at verify and do review of uh, service accounts uh, domain users, local users, see what's going on. If you find the user that is different name that you don't recognize, just disable the account for 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 uh, as a precautious. You know, this is one. You of know, them. it was funny that you mentioned that because years ago, I remember they had a tendency to dump. A, there was this process, pro policy that they would do uh, where they would they would. Um, disconnect your account. They would remove you from admin every so often. They would go through and they would remove the guys from admin. So we would get tired of it. Then you had to go back in and, and, and request your admin access again. So one of the guys went in and he created an account and the account didn't have a name. It was just, it just said, you know, uh, instead of admin or whatever, I forgot what the name was, but it said it was a security account and it says, do not delete. And then it just said, Microsoft. <laughs> and it, and literally that account never got deleted or never got changed. Someone went in there, looked at it and go, oh, okay, let's remove the, the changes on this. Let's keep password forever. And funny thing is myself and three other guys were using that account. And and it, my thing is, is technically we should have been fired for that. We circumvented their, their process, but no one validated that database. It was considered God and no one changed it. It was considered the Bible. They should have been checking it. That account showed up out of nowhere. Nobody checked. Wait a minute. Where did this come from? It wasn't there last month. Who put it? <laughs> you know? It's And that's what's funny. And we did that years ago. And it's always funny that anytime I look in Active Directory, I look. We know the defaults. We get the defaults, the default accounts that are there. And then you turn off a lot of the other ones. But I always check to make sure that the defaults are there because of the fact that we added that in. Okay, so we said so. Let, let's let's uh, let's uh, run them again. So change passwords. Make sure that the passwords are complex and long, thirty characters, especially for service accounts. Rotate the, the passwords. I say every three months. Then change any admin passwords. Separate duties, roles. And, and there's one caveat to that because not everything, not everything will take the thirty, but as many password characters you can get. If it takes seventeen, do seventeen. If it can take. Yes, so, uh, right, okay, uh, Seth, you are breaking out, I don't know why, so I'm going to continue, so so again, make all those changes, make sure to limit disabled accounts that are not in use anymore, let's say nobody logged in, I don't know, two weeks, a month, disable those accounts as soon as you can, because you want to reduce the exposure and the risk uh, of, of uh, uh, um, uh, penetration. Uh, possible presentation. Also, you need to look at traffic. You need to block the traffic that goes to solar 